0: Welcome to episode 155 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. I want to take a second to talk to you about uh, a show that I saw two years ago, so you can't see it now, but it was put on by a company called Eldritch Theatre, and my friend Adriana said, Phil, you have got to check out the stuff that Eldritch Theatre is doing Uh, because you won't believe it. And so uh, recommendations are a big deal, and so when somebody recommends a show to me, I try to see it. And so I went with my friend Haley, and to be honest, our minds were blown. Um, Eldridge Theater combines uh, theater and magic and puppets and horror, and uh, it was like nothing I had ever seen. I left elated. It was the kind of show that left me elated when I left. It was. It was. I marveled at what was. What was accomplished by one man, magic and puppets. Eldritch has a new show coming up, and I wanted to take a second to talk to you about that because we partnered with Eldritch on the podcast. So we partnered with them to uh, for a contest to give away uh, some tickets um, to uh, the latest show, Space Opera Zero, which is not one man puppets and magic. It's Uh, Two women, one man, puppets, magic, and who knows what all else. Um, And so what we want you to do is to go on social media, find the post that I made today on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, uh, so find that post and uh, 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 tell us by replying to the post what kind of space monster you would be in the space opera of your life. Um, And then we'll choose a winner uh, from those entries uh, to get free tickets to uh, any performance of Space Opera Zero uh, from uh, Eldritch Theatre. While you're on social media, if you feel like dropping me a line, remember uh, the Insta and uh, Twitter and Facebook. That's uh, at StageWorthyPod. The website, StageWorthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line directly, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at philrickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. If you like the podcast, uh, just I would love it if you'd leave a comment uh, uh, or rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. But you know what? Even more than that, you know what? Say hi if you've been following for a little while and... Uh, uh you, you like what you, you've heard? Uh, say hello, uh, just give me a wave, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, or even better than, than comments or ratings and all that stuff, if you know somebody that you think would like the show, tell them about it because you know what? Some of my favorite podcasts became my favorites because somebody I knew told me about them. My guests this week are Siobhan Richardson and Jade Elliott McRae of Crux Encounter Productions. Uh, check out. Crux Encounters, Why We Fight, November 17th and 18th at the Redwood Theatre in Toronto and online streaming. So make sure you check that out and check out their podcast, The Crux of It, which you'll find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
1: It's the actually I find it harder the the smaller houses without mics is always the worst and that's when your technique comes back
2: yeah and it's amazing
1: how you, people rely on it and then it goes away and there's whole new generations that can't mm. do it.
2: I I was talking with um, when I was in the rehearsal hall at the mm-hmm. opera I was talking with the guy and we were talking about uh, we were talking about opera mm-hmm. and when opera tries to be tries to do something else mm-hmm. and. But there are things that are called for it because it's opera and the vocal production that you have to get. And when mm-hmm. musical theater, like things musical theater can do because we're not, re- we're not, in, in general, it's being mic'd. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that it, it it does, it can do different things mm-hmm. with the voice because it's not requiring the same production yeah. as no, an opera voice is. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, of course,
0: there was a time when nobody was mic'd. Mm. The, in the musical theater, I'm kind
2: of, I'm kind of missing. Well,
0: I mean that uh, as soon as you added amplified instruments, you had to mic the.
2: You can't tell where anything yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
0: um, so let's uh, start talking about stuff. You've got the really the, have, the new yeah. the new company. Yes. So, so I don't. I know nothing about this. So tell me. Yes. Well, tell this me is, about and this it. This is yeah. the big thing. Is yeah. What we want to talk about yeah. all night
2: tonight. Um, so Jade and I are... St- I don't want to play with that because yeah. that's going to make sound. Um...
0: Don't, <laughs> it's okay. Just, don't <laughs> get a <it>. freeze. <laughs>
2: um, Jade and I are starting a theater company. Well, mm-hmm. it's a performance company because okay. it's not just about bums and seats. But let's start with this. Okay. Is, uh, it is a company of resident actor fighters. Okay. So that all the work that we do is... Great theater, mm-hmm. of course, uh, but also has very strong elements of stage combat mm-hmm. and uh, fighting in performance. And so that that might go anywhere from classics to new pieces, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from serious, deadly, horrible revenge tales mm-hmm. to slapstick. Right, right, right. Because the amount of skill and timing and interpersonal connection it requires to do that stuff effectively. Yeah. So um, it the idea grew out of many things, but one of them being what a joy it is to work with people at a high skill level. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to give ourselves the opportunity to be performers in yeah. an environment where we're working with people of uh, something closer to an equal fight skill.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that most of the stuff that we've worked with, it's always as fight directors we're always working, and I will not want to say <clears throat> down, that's not the right word, but you're, you're working with beginners a lot of the time. Oh, sure. So you end up teaching as much as you're directing and so yeah yeah. the
2: first thing you do is like here's how you hold a sword this is how you move back and forth with it in a way that makes it look like your character knows what they're doing
1: you know and so when siobhan and i started talking about this it was about well what if we started a company of actors who knew those things and what could we create then Mm -hmm. what would that look like and that brought us to the thing that audiences more than likely have never seen a professional do this work they've always seen
0: amateurs no that's true that's true because you're right we we Whenever um, I've done stage combat, mm-hmm. it's there. there are a few people who've done it in like unless they've been to a theater school that has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even then, chances are they did it many,
2: many years ago, years and ago. they haven't necessarily yes. maintained it. And that's yeah. of course never to diminish the hard work oh. that people put into preparing mm-hmm. their roles. But it's a very different thing than doing it every day. I mean, mm-hmm. I like to look at the parallel of what's the difference between an actor who can, like, sing in the shower, yeah. an actor who sings, yeah. and an actor-singer. Yeah, Like, our understanding of what that collection of words means mm-hmm. is different. So many people are, like, actors who have done a fight in a show now and then, yeah. as opposed to on the other end of the scale, which is the actor-fighter who yeah. works this stuff all the time, perhaps works daily. On, on these particular skills, which means that they have a different facility with the physicality mm. than someone who's like, and then I'll, I'll pick it up out of the back closet and brush it off in time for the show. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The training part's of the part where we're really interested. It's like, what, to get to the stories we want, the communication mm-hmm. that we want, to the ability to do the things that we want, was going to take the training yeah. and the dedication to it, yeah. so that we could then start with a blank slate and then create something, not only for us to play in, but the art form to flourish in as a separate and complete performance art mm-hmm. as opposed to just an add-on to a show and it doesn't yeah. mean the shows we're going to be working on are specifically only fight no but when it comes to that it will be done at the highest level yes. possible yeah. and siobhan loves to say the 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 national ballet of stage combat well it's, <laughs> yeah. it's funny though because the stage combat thing is it's the parallel to dance is so mm. close yeah. and parallel to use a phrase Semi difference, but that's the thing. Is like uh, I remember the first one, the first I know one of the first classes I took. Somebody I remember the first someone said, "Oh, this is just like doing martial arts," and everybody in the room was like, "Who has trained?" Was like, "No, this is not. You're Mm -hmm. not able to do real martial arts. You're not. You're you're doing a facsimile." And once you've done both, you realize very quickly that that last three inches where you make contact Mm -hmm. on purpose is a world of difference. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that, I've, I've actually seen people who 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 know how, who do martial arts mm-hmm. have a lot of trouble with stage combat because oh, yeah. their body is trained to not stop those yep. three inches, mm-hmm. but yep. you know, to to make the con so they they can make it look real, real, but you know, by being Fine. real, yeah. yeah.
1: And I don't know about anybody else, but I really don't like being punched in the face very much. No. which just why I no. don't seek it out very often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
2: and especially as actors right like it has to be sustainable you mm-hmm. have to be able to do it eight shows a week plus the fight call yeah oh, my headshot right like <laughs> yeah. yeah eight by tens yeah. are less expensive now than they used to be but True, you know you, but, you still know. You still want to keep yeah. it up and,
0: yeah yeah well i mean you were saying about about you mentioned like slapstick is one of the things that mm-hmm. can be done and i'm you know as somebody who has a as you know, a slight obsession with the silent era. Yes, we've reasons. done a little
2: bit of that together. For yeah. reasons, um,
0: the amount of work that say a, a Buster Keaton or a Charlie Chaplin, right. like they were virtuosos in their in their physicality. You know that mm. takes work.
2: Yep. Yeah, and Practice, you yeah. can't
0: just do two weeks of rehearsal and be no that good.
2: You know, a slightly more recent example, Lucille Ball. Like mm. there's all those anecdotal stories of. Spending hours and hours on a single um, blow up a paper bag and burst it Mm -hmm. gag to get it hilarious to get it perfect and it's that kind of dedication to to single moments and then stringing together those single moments Mm. and stringing together those single moments in concert with another person and each person is slightly different not only is their physical instrument slightly different the psychology they bring to it is slightly different and we're all slightly different on different days Mm so uh, part of what we have the joy of doing is diving into how deliciously complex this art form can mm. be when we're looking at what are the various minutiae that we get to work with when we get past that first layer of well I hope this ends at the right point I hope this sword stops at the point I want yeah. it to but now we can go it does stop at the point <laughs> yeah. I want it to so, and I've I hope got, it ends I hope it like... I hope it stops hope nobody dies today <laughs> <laughs> um, but, just but just when you we said get to like, oh <laughs>
0: you know I've, not, not gonna lie I've, I've, I've been involved in this show where that was that was actually a question one night yeah. oh yeah you know yeah i've been hit on yeah. the stage repeatedly by the same person it was
1: unpleasant
2: mm. yeah yeah so that n- when we're working with an ensemble that's together all the time, mm-hmm. then we can really start playing with those the minutia of that distance. What are the tolerances there? If we sure. use a, like a mechanical term, um, how how close can we get? Can we get within give or take one centimeter? And what does that do for our sight yeah. lines? What does that do for our audience? What does that do for the actors yeah. moving off of each other because the stimulus then becomes very different and the trust built between us yeah. is very different. Well,
0: if you're if you're working together all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is a certain amount of trust and a certain n- amount of comfort that mm-hmm. comes from, like, there's there's the trust that just naturally is there because you work together so much. Yeah. I mean, could Jackie Chan have done all of the things that he did if he didn't have his dedicated team of stuntmen that he worked with every day, all day? Probably, Yes. He could, well, but possibly, it, yes. But, he could, but but it would be a lot more difficult. Yes. and the
1: things he did do became more possible because he was with people that would throw themselves yes. onto the line. Yes, as he did. there's
0: there's no way that he could have done all of those set pieces yeah. if he didn't have absolute trust with people who knew. Oh yeah, him and he knew that. And the rig- but the also the thing when you do stuff like that, yeah. you're putting your lives in the riggers,
1: and the oh, riggers yeah. are usually generally parts of your team, and mm. the team is like, oh, literally, I'm literally suspended over this now. Jackie's different because he generally didn't use rigging. He no, that's true. Yes, off he just like threw up. Yeah, somebody's going to catch But they were ready there with a with an ambulance and an ice yes, pack. Yes, they he knew
0: the ambulance
2: driver. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so insane! Yeah. Him.
2: <laughs> well, the best possible.
1: I mean, I mean, insane, and in just like there's never, there's never gonna be another one of him because no, because nobody else is gonna do no. that kind of thing. The dedication, though, that yeah. he had as. I shouldn't say had based in yeah. the same stunt anymore but
2: yeah but I mean we, we've we been talking about this too is that part of what we're looking to foster with this company is also the evolution mm-hmm. of the art form mm-hmm. like it's it's not that it's not happening on its own but if you look out there at, at programs like so you think you can dance mm-hmm. and how dance has evolved over the last decade yes, um, yeah. because of those kind of programs and watching the physicality of people develop and also science is, is mm-hmm. moving ahead right like we have older uh, Olympians than we have ever had before because mm-hmm. science can support the body doing not work yeah. so which, which is great right. for someone who's like oh, i'm starting to starting to i have to warm up and yes. i have to yeah. cool down. right the body is starting to do different things yeah. so the excite one of the excitements for me about this company is we're giving ourselves the opportunity to see where this art form can evolve not only with how science can support us and mm-hmm. how the research that we're doing then feeds into like oh this is this is historically accurate and look at these martial artists we're working with oh wow mm-hmm. there's time in there that i didn't realize existed before oh we just created time, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but also science. science. Um, but also taking a look at what people are just doing. Like mm. parkour is a thing now, and how do we yes. put that into our into our mm. shows, into our theater shows, and how do we add that to our martial skill mm. and our martial storytelling? Mm. And what does that what does that do for our storytelling and for the art form? And how how does that affect our audiences?
1: Mm. Hmm. How do I bring it to new audiences? Is the other thing we're looking at.
2: New audiences, pray tell, Jade. Would, please, Jade. What, what well, you about that? do expound.
1: Siobhan, Siobhan and I were talking about this, and I I'd, I'd had an idea, and we were talking about it and furthering it. And I'm an old theater hand. I've been doing film and theater my whole life, but mm-hmm. I've always preferred <laughs> since birth. I, I literally preferred uh, theater to film. I love film. And I love the perfection of it when it comes out at the end. But I've always never really understood as an actor. How little my performance mattered until it hit the editing room, yeah. And the director and what they were telling me because what I would think of a bad take, they put it. In, I'm like, wow, that looks pretty great, and I didn't see that at all. You see, you see the daily, and you're like, eh, yeah. And then you see the film, and you're like, whoa, hey, look at me, I'm all handsome and stuff.
2: <laughs> but I mean, um,
0: the film, the film is 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 really a, a director's and an editor's medium, sure. Right? Yeah. But
1: unfortunately, the theater is waning or dying or not being as prevalent in our society. One mm-hmm. of the things that really stuck the real beginning of this for me was the thought that films used to be made of plays and books Mm -hmm. and now plays and books should be made of films. Mm -hmm. And when that started to reverse, really interesting things started to happen Mm -hmm. to the theater because it became less relevant about the stories we were telling in some ways, this Mm -hmm. is a large broad stroke thing, but I was talking to Siobhan, what if we got new audiences into the theater by simulcasting everything from the ground up Mm -hmm. so that, people who are now watching the front load which i call i call a front load of all the work we do up until the point of the show and then watch what happens right there's something sports are still that way yeah live theater these live tv shows that are going on are becoming a thing people have a hunger for that if we can make that a thing mm-hmm. that puts audiences anywhere in the world that we need to produce yeah less bombs and seats less money for house costs mm-hmm. less runs of shows but still from a live theater. So the experiment we're really running aside from making a home for stage combat is to create a home where theater can thrive all over the world Mm -hmm. with a single show.
2: And especially with something like what we do while violence and storytelling is like so fascinatingly so prevalent and everywhere. There's something about like the Uber nerdery Mm -hmm. of what stage combat and Western martial arts and, and martial arts and performance is that, um, we would like to reach all of our all of our friends and colleagues around the world who sure. have a particular
0: nerd like sure. passion yeah. Yeah.
2: for for this work, and, and at the same time, reaching reaching people everywhere with a, with a particular kind of work that we're doing in theater. But let's say you live even three mm. hours away, you can't necessarily yeah. come and see it. And I've always been very excited about the idea of well, it was a big question for me. How do we reach? That that one youth in a town of 300 that doesn't realize that this is a job you can have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that
2: when Jade came to me with the idea of, like, why don't we simulcast everything? Why don't we make sure that our online presence is part of how our company lives and thrives year-round? Then I went, well, there you go. That's how we... That's how we reach out to those folks who are the one person in town and the one person within 100 kilometers who's <clears throat> interested in this yep. and wants to do something with it. So,
1: And the byproduct of that is also that the company doesn't have to be registered anywhere. It can go anywhere and work with yeah. anybody because I'm really excited about telling stories all over the world and working mm-hmm. with different companies all over the world and just picking up and bringing an audience with us yeah. without the logistic nightmare of trying to…
2: Get bums seats yeah. and seats. Now,
0: when you're talking about simulcasting, mm-hmm. anything, are you talking mm-hmm. about just the performance or are you talking about, like, like rehearsals? Like, like? you we're say working, everything, We're mean
1: everything. Yeah, we're working on a comprehensive program. Now, Siobhan and I are of the older school, let's say, of development of things. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer of not – this is where I'm getting old in my age. I don't put things out that, mm-hmm. aren't, that aren't finished. Right. That's not to say that we don't want to show how things are made – but there'll be a tailoring of that content. So the content sure. will be available through different sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, we're definitely
2: looking for a, like a certain level of polish and a certain level yeah. of finishedness yeah. to what we mm-hmm. do because um, it's a different thing to put out like, oh, this is the really hard part of rehearsal where we all feel awful and this is where yeah. We, yeah, nobody no. knows what they're doing yeah. yet. Um, that's not to say that we never will, but mm-hmm. certainly when we're establishing the company, we're yeah. definitely looking at yeah. saying, this is where we're looking at going. Yeah. And then yeah. we will, um, we'll look at opening up further and further parts of the process as we go. Yeah, we've got but that's, if stuff. you want the first yeah. look at that, you should join our Patreon page. Yeah, and we've got some stuff yeah. in the works
1: that will, there'll be a combination all the way through with live and can mm. as it were. So mm-hmm. there'll always be, we think as we're developing mm-hmm. access to performers and so forth. there'll be a, We're working on some Twitter stuff, and we're working on some live video like instagram type things. And, and so there'll always be an, ac- an, uh, an ability to access the company through mm-hmm. an audience, but it'll be the performances will be curated and created in such a way it'll be exciting for everybody. It's That's interesting.
0: I was just talking with Sue Edworthy mm-hmm. um, this past week, and um, one of the things that she mentioned is that we forget – because we do this all the time. Yeah, that our audience doesn't know.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: how like everything that happens to them is magic. And what do people want to do when they see magic?
2: To ma- see they want to know the secret, right?
0: And so to be able to give people a glimpse behind the curtain and to yep. see um, that sort of thing is is sort of a uh, it's a gift to them, but also mm-hmm. like they get to feel like they're. They're in the know. They're in the
2: know now. (laughs) It's very much about striking that balance. Mm -hmm. like Especially, so as we're talking, we're, like, establishing the company. So that's why we say that it's at first, it really needs to be about, like, this is Mm -hmm. what we make. This is how we... This is our take on it, anyway. This is what we make. So there's a sense of, like, what... What are we looking at as far as the the end product we're moving Mm -hmm. towards? Mm -hmm. And then we can look further and further into the process and a few secrets of like, well, this, this took 10 hours to make. This moment, actually, for whatever reason, this scene came together in an hour. We have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Or we have strong suspicions because this is Mm -hmm. the one, this is the discipline everybody's super comfortable Mm -hmm. with. So, of course, it came together like that.
1: And we're also teachers at heart as well. So, part of the company's component at some point will be online lessons Mm -hmm. and teaching and access to us that way as well saying oh i want to learn how to do that it's like well we can help you do that mm-hmm. even if we're not in the same city yeah. not all the time sometimes you need i shouldn't say sometimes at some point you'll need to be in a room with somebody yes. but that doesn't mean you can't learn a lot satellite with mm-hmm. things and the way technology is going with you know vr and
2: ar i'm mm-hmm. uh, so excited about augmented it's, reality it's
1: going to
0: be very interesting and nice play with some of that one of the things have you ever seen just like thinking about like the behind the curtain stuff
2: mm.
0: some some opera companies literally show behind the curtain stuff with like quick change stuff like
2: oh, wow. i've seen yeah. some
0: uh, a couple of videos of like the just here's and they have a timer it's like and here our chorus comes off stage as one, as one character 30 seconds later they have to be on stage as something else yeah. here's what happens and they just sort of like have this video that sort of runs showing all the things that happened behind the scenes and, Yeah. and i know I ate that up. I know a lot of people ate that <laughs> up because it was like, oh my God, is that all that stuff that happens? I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Scene changes.
2: Yeah. And the all most that. I ever
1: had, I think it was uh, I had a costume change that was in t- 11 seconds. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Full costume outward.
1: from a full three piece suit into a jailbird outfit mm-hmm. and a new entrance. Mm-hmm. And with professional dressers, I ran off the stage and stood with my arms out, and ran back on the stage 11, 11 seconds later. They did everything. Yes, I was like, wha, wha, and I just step into my shoes, step up, and up I go. You know, right. all I mean all the secrets of one. Quick one does though. need professional dressers oh to really make
0: that work. I tell you, team of people. To I've do
1: that. I've done a lot of quick changes in my life, but that one I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Shout out to them.
0: Technicians. So are, are there, are there people who are already part of this company aside from the two of you? Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so are they people that you, that you have worked with before? Are they new to you? Like what, how did you find the people who are going to be part of the company?
2: Hmm. That's, it's a complex, it's a, it's a bit of a complex question only because we have, um, Oh goodness. Um, We have so many people around the world that we would just desperately love to work with, Mm -hmm. which is part of our reason for wanting to travel the company. Mm -hmm. The people who are with us right now are some of the most beautiful souls and wonderfully beautiful-hearted people uh, that we know. Yeah, Um, Talented. Yeah. So uh, how did we find them? At this point, it was people that we knew we could spend lots of time with Mm -hmm. and we knew we could work with. And luck Mm -hmm. was part of it. There's a... Couple people were like, Oh, how are you here? This is fantastic. Please come and be with us. <laughs> yeah, and
1: it and the company will grow and expand. Mm-hmm. And we're doing sort of a bare bones at the beginning of just the people we wanted to work with. Yeah, um, and not to say who are available because I don't mean that that's whether they're in the company in a way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. but it actually worked out that we were all here at yeah. some point. The biggest dream is this that the company will exist with all the people we can get from all over. Sure, yeah. Like, the cherry pick the people that we want. We're like, do we have yeah. uh, in uh, friends... In Finland
2: that yeah. we want to work with. Yeah. And, well,
1: we, when we conceived the company, we are like, wouldn't it be great to work with him? It's like, yeah. And he would do it. It's just, we're not there yet. Yes, yes. yeah. It's not like
2: transplant his family to Canada kind of a place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so when we get there, it's going to be, that'll be mm-hmm. closer. And then there's also concerns, not concerns, there's uh, conversations to be had with how we make this art mm-hmm. in the professional theater world and film world because... We've got to make sure we do all across all our I's and T's with unions and all right. that stuff
0: too. So we've got to make sure all that's fixed. is that is that something that that is a concern at this point? Like you don't know exactly how that's going to work, or
2: there. Um, so, uh, Equity and Actra don't have um, clauses yet for specifically live simulcasting. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is. Um, like live capture Mm. there is the opera has a clause for live simulcast if it's for free for an educational purpose to a particular kind of institution so the unions don't exactly have a clause for this yet so it's part of the Mm. conversation that we're having right now um is how do we how exactly do we figure that out and what serves the art better what serves the artists better and so that's that's part of a, a conversation that's happening we're not the um we're not actually the only people who are looking at no. some of this, uh, but we are some, among very few that we are aware of. So it's part of it is us talking to these other folks who are looking yeah. at simulcasting for live theater, because they're doing quite a bit of it for uh, for music. For mm-hmm. it, so symphonies yeah. are uh, simulcasting quite a bit. Um, and it's slightly different than... Broadway live yes. in quotation yeah. marks because they're maybe capturing it in front of a live audience but they're often doing pickups right yeah. um,
1: <clears throat> the live now the live stuff that they're doing on television the NBC stuff is all live they're doing the yes. one thing yeah but the budgetary constraints and the the, well, lo- the and, and seemingly those, lack of constraints yes. yeah. Yeah. Those, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that well mm-hmm. I meant ours but not theirs yeah, oh, our, yeah our budget yeah. don't allow for that same Pay of seven thousand people for one show, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but
0: there's there there is certainly a, technology is changing. Yeah, the way that, Break that theater speed. is is created and 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 consumed. Mm-hmm. It, and the people who are making who there there are there are gatekeepers
2: mm-hmm.
0: who are not capable of moving that fast. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and because the gatekeepers are not necessarily one person or one brain, but a, but an entire organization.
0: And they have a bureaucracy Absolutely. and a certain understanding of how things work that moves slower than the technology does. Yeah. Yes. And that's just inherent in in in,
2: in the pace of our yeah. digital lives. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you have a problem and someone creates an app to fix it tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're 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 in a arguably we're in a very old business and an old business model. Yes. So it's going to be very interesting in the next three to five years of how it changes, whether we're on the forefront of it or not. I hope we are. think we are. In the sense that as far as the research we've been done, and this is not a... If anybody's listening to this in the whole world and it goes out, and they go, oh, we're doing it. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, please. Um,
2: come talk to us.
1: We're the first company of this size that's starting from this size as a digital mm-hmm. and live theater company mm-hmm. from the ground mm-hmm. up with the consideration that it will all be... Accessible. It will mm. all be watched and created and curated so that it allows us to work in both mediums at the same time. We're also right. training the actors our, and ourselves to work in both mediums at the same time because there's an inherent difference how the d- two digital lens captures the yes. human eye. Yeah. And it's really important to me from the very beginning and Siobhan, if I may speak for you in this one moment, yeah. that live... Theater is still the major, a major component. We will still do film. We'll always yeah. do short films. We will have desires to do create films. You can only do one film because the stories are exciting. Mm-hmm. But the live theater component, there is something about that that I'm not willing to lose sure. in my life yeah. and in the world. Yeah. So if we can somehow help shift. To both that so we can people can watch on their devices if they wish mm-hmm. while still realizing that people are doing this right now right in front of you here we go good luck yeah
2: and that's part of the joy of what we do is this idea is as theater actors we um uh, a colleague of our megan a colleague of ours megan cook who's in vancouver uh she said it to me best i think when we fight, we are often running a sprint at the end of a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's so often the climax of the story. Yeah. So we've already spent two and a half hours yeah. on stage, or even like in a short play, you've always, you already spent eighty minutes yeah. in an emotionally taxing experience, and then you're expected to run a mar- Expected to to run these sprints, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly present, yeah. responsive to the other person, and. That, like, that to me is one of the exciting parts of our live performance. Mm -hmm. The idea that people are doing this right here, right now, no breaks. Um, If they mess it up, they fix it right away. But what you're seeing is something compelling and something true in this instant, and we're not cutting away from it. We're Mm -hmm. we're right there, and you're watching someone do these actions.
1: So it's a grand experiment, and yeah. it's going to be very exciting to get it going. Mm-hmm. And that's
2: part of the reason why we have the people that we have, is because we know uh, we can trust them, we know we can spend time with them. Not that we, if we haven't talked to you, it's not because we don't trust you or we don't think we can spend any time with you, but it's...
0: You can't it's, put everybody in the show.
2: Right, we can't put everybody not in Not yet, but we no, will. But we will. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: are, are you, uh, are, are, are the people in, the, in, in your, your company, yeah. are they also like... Do people take up take turns like picking up a camera and stuff like that, or are yep. there everybody? Like- we're startup in that sense. Yeah, we're
1: everybody's got a job or mm. multiple jobs. We've got yeah. people doing social media. We've got uh, people working film and doing editing for mm-hmm. us. Some of the trailers mm-hmm. are edited by one of the company members. Um, we have so many people helping and creating. Mm-hmm. In a very, very um, large amount of stuff to do with very, very few people. Sure. Which is how that's theater starts. startup culture
0: yeah. right there. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The kind of thing that's missing from theater
0: is the is is that sort of like
2: that entrepreneurship
0: the, the entrepreneurship okay
2: sort of so if, if I may yes, I am please. going to plug um, the uh, the startup company program that the city of Toronto mm-hmm. is running with artscape where they have a creative entrepreneurship program um, and it's one of the one of the early things we did as a company actually was mm. sent, sent me to business school for a week
0: mm-hmm. and this is
2: specifically. Uh, for entrepreneurship, for creatives. And I learned so much. All actors, all creatives, look up intellectual property. (laughs) know about it, understand how a trademark is and understand what your rights are and how to sell your rights and and how to to make money off of your rights because your art is made to be consumed and people Mm. enjoy consuming it. And you deserve to be paid for what you do and what you love and what you're good at. Yeah. It's funny Um, when you, when when she
1: went to the school, I mean, I was taking it satellite with her because I was working another job at the same time, but we were doing the homework together and writing and
2: And Google driving everything. uh,
1: (laughs) It was really interesting being an entertainer my whole life mm. how little i've thought about the marketing of myself and now we all do it and i'm not saying that i don't have my website my this sure. or that but the actual business speak of what it is to create a business The realizing that i am a business mm-hmm. and how much i did not know about that and what i am worth through branding and through the stuff made me just go Whoa. also i'm not great at it so that may also maybe go oh.
0: you, you're, certainly, <laughs> you're certainly not alone I mean I think that the very few people who go into the Ooh. arts are thinking about the business aspect
2: yeah um, we have to be We generally we have to be both because there's very few of us who are the kind of artists that can manage to have a manager sure outside of ourselves no, especially we together. should know
0: how to be both but so few so if people know how to how to like yeah. think of things in a business way. Yeah.
2: yeah. There's kind of this like little conspiracy theory saying that oh actors don't know these things. Yes. And like people yeah. convincing themselves that they that they can't understand it. Yeah. Or or that making money off your art somehow cheapens the art. Yes. But and i that's strongly disagree with a big, with with that, a big caveat yeah. that
1: there are lots and lots and lots of actors who do know a lot about how oh, the market absolutely. It. brilliant sure. at it. Absolutely. I think
0: that things. I do think
1: that they're a little bit uh, in the minority though. Sure, I just from a statement of myself yes. i yeah. having been in the business and being relatively successful in canada as an artist i was really surprised at how much business mm-hmm. speak i did not mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. and when it was explained what i should be looking at yeah. how much it changed how I focus yeah. on things and then to speak to the people who have the money. Now, mm-hmm. I had this conversation with an artistic director recently and they were the ones who were like, well, yeah. I was like, oh, uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Boards, money, yeah, yeah. funding, yeah.
2: I think that's what's one of the really interesting things about being uh, an artist and an entrepreneur and Being an actor is that there's this kind of, in a way, a detachment between each of those mindsets. Mm. And so, when am I doing? When do I fully step into my entrepreneur mindset, looking at my product? Yes. And then, when do I fully step into my artist mindset and the idea of business being like, well, that's that's something else. Right now, my my job is to feel. My job is to offend and to be offended.
1: Also, also there's there's a certain amount of shame attached to it too. There's a weird. Like mirror lands of about actors. The
2: conspiracy theory yeah,
1: of it. yeah. The weird actors. The of, oh, I don't. The shame of like of, of of getting of, paid.
2: Is, is, yeah. Well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like. all oh, your
2: the faces. These people are making it to. You're,
1: oh, you're an artist. You you do this. It's like. Because um, you
2: love it. Well, it's like all oh, these
1: those memes that go around. Like musicians, are probably one of my favorite. But it's the same thing for film. It's the same thing for any art person who makes. a well, starving art musicians,
0: starving artist, Yeah. No, no,
1: but the ones who are like. Um, the club owner exceeds, you know here's a hundred bucks for your night sort of thing and then they give you a list of everything it takes to get to that night the rehearsal the this the that and that here's your hundred bucks but you guys are overpaid yeah kind of going uh
2: yeah Uh (laughs) so it was a big thing for me to realize when I like when I thought about from the day of my first dance class to now and that so I'm bringing all of that mm-hmm. into my rehearsal space, whether I'm there as a performer or whether I'm there as a, as a fight director mm-hmm. or, or some kind of collaborator, I bring all of that with me. And that's yeah. not a small amount of experience. You know, no. I don't have a piece of paper to show you that I've done that, no. but that is a, a very particular skill set that I have built mm-hmm. for that. And part yeah. of what you're, part of what you're paying it is for that. They say like going to a graphic, de- graphic designer, hand them an enormous amount of money and they give you a logo in 10 seconds. It's like, I could go to someone else for half of that. Sure, but sure. it's going to take them 10 times as long to give you what I just gave you in 10 yeah, seconds. absolutely. It's that understanding yeah. of all your history, everything you've ever seen, read, felt, heard, done, studied. All of that is your history yeah. and your background and your schooling. And you bring that into the space with you.
0: Yeah. It's also interesting you were saying about you know the musician musician all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you know we like we follow a musician. You know they get a hundred bucks from the from the club owner and then they sign a, a label. And what do we say about them? Yes.
2: They sold out. sold out. out. Yeah. So
0: so they're getting paid and now we respect them less. Which is yes. weird. Which the is conspiracy theory. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and hilariously, that's
1: not going to be much problem much longer because you know labels and all that. All artists are becoming self produced with this well, wave of
0: the future. Right? But that's that's something that that I think. And that's why the unions need to change a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. cuz they don't They're not necessarily... They're slow to see how I as a producer am not necessarily exploiting myself the actor. Yep. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're
0: they're sort of like built to to protect the actor from the producer. But mm-hmm. when the producer is the actor,
2: help help me help yes, me. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. it's
1: it's there's a lot of stuff around this topic that's very interesting i have heard Mm -hmm. it said recently that there's also great fear around it because nobody really knows what's going to happen it's moving so fast Mm -hmm. and so breakneck that some people don't want to touch it of course because what do you do and also there's a there's one thing that i'm actually really nervous about is that it is the wild west right now a little bit because it gives every artist the opportunity if they're allowed if there's unions are not involved in the moment if you're if you're an unrepresented artist at Mm -hmm. the moment. You can put whatever you want on the internet and watched more than a Hollywood film was made last year It's possible. Mm -hmm. And that, there's something really brilliant about that and wonderful. And I like that it's sort of unregulated at the moment, but that doesn't, I don't want to take away the safety of the actor being paid fairly for their wages
0: or the, do you know what I mean? The conditions. 100%. There's a fine fine line. It's like, at a certain point, you have to be paid for the work. Absolutely. Um, and if I'm sitting at home and making little thing, little videos and, and whatever, whatever that is, and I'm, I'm getting watched by a whole lot of people, and now I can monetize my YouTube channel or whatever, yeah. and that's me. But then as soon as I bring other people in, uh, they are now contributing, and I have to be able to pay them. Yeah, absolutely. And so it can't. That part can't be wild west. We no. have to acknowledge that. Everybody who's participating in that is is part of the process and therefore needs to be com- compensated.
2: Right? Yeah, and at the same time, just I have no answers for this, but no. you know, put it up on YouTube. Well, how much of your money then is YouTube getting mm-hmm. in in that? So there's there's some questions there as to how are we accessing our audiences and who's actually making the most money and who deserves to be receiving a little bit more for the product they're putting out. Mm-hmm. I am, that's one or well, like it's really it's, it's a really do interesting do
1: thing like the going but the same model of yeah. protection like the new way to disseminate music right now is the streaming services. Yes. And I hate to say as a musician as well that I'm a member of one of them, but I love it because I have access yeah. to all the music in the world and I use it all the time and it's so wonderful. Yes. And Then you think about was uh, the one recently I think it was Bruce Springsteen. I may be misquoting that. Um Was it Bruce Springsteen? Anyway, one of the biggest artists in the yeah. world had said they released what they made for that song in a month. Yeah. And it's one of the best, most popular songs in the world, and it was like $127. Yeah. Like,
0: well, like Born to Run or something, and you go... Who's who's getting the money from that? It's exactly. not the artist. It is the platform. Yeah, and that's so,
1: that's something we do have to fix while still keeping it affordable because one of the things that's great about these things is that people can enjoy brand new artists mm-hmm. while still being performer. I mean, I'm really interested in how like a band like walk off the earth is doing to me because oh, I'm, I'm like, a huge fan i'm a yeah. huge fan of these guys i would love to work with them at some point walk and just... off
2: the earth when you need a when you need some fights for your next video hey you did a
1: video called kung fu we could do kung fu too with our company that would be awesome um yeah. just saying yeah shameless plug absolutely yeah uh,
2: Joyful plug.
1: Yes. the, the How they started on the streets of Toronto, then through the YouTube, and then when they put all of their stuff up through Patreon, yeah. through YouTube, through whatever, and they're one of the best touring concert mm-hmm. bands in the world, and they do these covers all the time. So they're making money, they're living and working, but yeah. most of it comes from tours now, but they did it from the very beginning as a free platform thing, while still getting paid.
0: Well, that's—I mean, that is—that is, right? is, is, is the thing—is—is—is the They're loans. not getting a whole lot from the from the YouTube videos, or I don't know, maybe. Well, they went maybe, viral with the yeah, guitar yeah, thing. Well, the thing yeah. is, they, they did, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's there's money coming. in. I know a couple of people who were making money off their their YouTube ads for a little while yeah. mm-hmm. um, and making a pretty decent living at it, but. Um, that's one thing but you know the, the, the streaming services do not give what the artist is worth no um, no they will however they could be seen as as much like walk off the earth like their money is coming from they're doing like fucking stadiums. yeah shows. now they are for sure yeah. so like that is what's is, is you know that, yeah. that selling stuff tickets yeah. merch all of that stuff yeah.
2: so things I learned in the creative entrepreneurship yes. program mm-hmm. is some of these ideas of like how do you how do you plan for growing your business? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we go, okay, I'm going to do this, and then and then I'm going to be fine. Mm. But it's also I just find this joyful creativity and going, oh yeah, there's this thing we might we might engage in. Yeah. Oh, here's a way to talk to our audiences yeah. and just exciting ways to go. This is the thing I want to make, yeah. and I want to find that 1,000 people mm-hmm. who want to see it and would like to give me three dollars a month mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, like. And all the exciting ways that you can you can reach those people, and you can talk to each mm-hmm. other about it. And then the next step of then how do I grow that to the next level? And then mm-hmm. how do I grow that to the next level? I've heard it said that Canadians tend to think small, and I'm excited to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, what don't? How do I know what I don't know? Where am I thinking small? And where do I go? Well, how could I? How could I bring more of this yeah. to more people in a bigger, more exciting way? Yeah. There's a creativity to it.
0: There's. A, it's an interesting thing. I'm, we're going, I'm about to go way <laughs> off topic here. Um, yeah, we don't do that ever. But um, I've been thinking recently about some of the main differences between the way we make theater in Canada mm-hmm. and the way they make theater in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, Broadway shows. Those are for-profit shows. Oh, absolutely. Right? People are making money on those shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the goal is to make money. Mm-hmm. And we're making money. We're doing shows to get grants to break even. Yep. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Because we're not not—we're not seeing our, our theater creation as a capitalist venture. Yep. Probably because we all think of our – like, oh, business. I don't have business. Money. It's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're not doing it for profit in the same way.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I, and so we're yeah. sort
0: of – hamstrung by our need to go cap and hand to the government all the
1: time yeah absolutely it, we have been i have heard it said i've had this i've had this conversation quite a few times and it's true that even as actors, we approach our art differently. There's a there's mm. an inherent thing in the Canadians and broad brush strokes. again. There's an apology to our theater sometimes. Mm. Like if we're going to approach a difficult topic, there's always sort of like a, not always, but there's a, a general sense of apology whereas a lot of times in the States, the theater is in your face and yeah. they don't care. Mm. They're, mm. they're making what they're going to make and mm-hmm. the, that one difference applied to our funding models yes. yeah. really makes a difference on how we see what our theater is worth Hmm. that there's no apology in the States. Well, there's an expectation. I
0: mean, one of the problems is, I mean, we've, we've encountered issues where somebody is, is tackling a difficult pro- a difficult topic. Yeah. And because there's government funding,
1: there's another uh, voice. There's,
0: yeah. there's, there's a, a certain amount of, of, you know, oh, how dare they, 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 they handle this topic? You know, there was a thing where the, Toro- the Toronto Sun went after SummerWorks a couple of years ago because there was a talk of a, a play that had to do with terrorism. Um, and so they were like going to the prime minister and saying, how can go- government funds go to this thing? And like, because it's public funded, yeah, yeah. we, I think yeah. maybe don't go out for difficult topics in the way that we could. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's
1: definitely a, a, an inherent carefulness with yeah. some of that. Like you're not going to get a fully government funded theater thing attacking the government yeah. in, uh, the same
0: way you would as a, Going ah, sure. here we go sure but but you know the you mentioned your Patreon yeah mm-hmm. um that kind of funding is is like yes people you know you are I mean people give are go- are going to be giving money to you to make the work yep mm-hmm. um and if they don't like it they'll they Not can stop watch. right yeah and they can or they walk. can
2: engage us and we yeah. can see I I like the idea of how do we how do we keep moving forwards? Mm-hmm. um I am sometimes frustrated by. The situations or the cultures that go ah offense, I go away now. Yes, and, yeah. I'm not, and yeah. it's sometimes sometimes you have to. Sometimes it's like this is beyond what I have the spoons to deal with. Sure. So I'm going away from here. Uh, but I really strive for how do we as a community move forward? How do we as a mm. community talk about a thing? How do we heal? Mm-hmm. How do we how do we strive to make better? In fact, um, some of Without going into it, um, as we all know, there's been a lot going on in the theater community over the last year. Yes. And um, some of the things that we're doing is we're taking a look at, like, well, what are best practices? Mm -hmm. Taking a look at various models and how people uh, talk to each other Mm -hmm. and how people uh, establish relationships. In fact, I I read about a theater company that is not calling it a director. They're calling them a curator. Mm. Because there is a language to that that goes, that is in some ways more specific, in that the director is or the curator Mm -hmm. is drawing out bits Mm -hmm. in a way they're selecting and bringing together Mm -hmm. various parts of what the actors offer. Mm. Um, Just as an example of there are various ways that people are looking to take a look at the theater model. And we're not that we're going to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We're definitely looking at keeping the best of previous practices. But what are some of the neat things that we can bring to it? And what's some of the science that that we can bring to it and some of the research that's Mm. been done? Uh, One person we were consulting with um, talks about the – the principles of consultation and how when one is having a discussion Mm -hmm. the idea then becomes the group's idea Mm. so that we release our ownership over the idea and then we can actually speak of the idea and clarify the idea without assuming we have to take personal offense to it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the idea that it's also your sacred duty To speak up Mm -hmm. so that we inherently have a sense of everyone around the table has input on that idea. Now, that's not applicable to every situation or every rehearsal. Every once in a while, the director or the choreographer has to say, let's do it this way. We need to see the overall picture. And it's the actor's job to go, great. How do I justify the choice I need to make right now so that we can all move forward with the actual intent, which is bring a story to the audience? Mm -hmm. So it's been a fascinating part of the research that we've been doing over the mm. last year is taking a look at some of the uh, some of the training and some of the ideas out there about. Uh, communication about community support how do we talk to each other how do we disseminate ideas Um, and that's been i think like a fascinating and and delightful journey of going Mm. like Mm. diving deeper into it i've been talking a lot about everything we do right now Mm. is a bit of like double click and zoom in double click and zoom in Mm. because everything is a spectrum Mm -hmm. so how do we take a look at the ideas and what's the specificity of of this idea so i nerd out a little bit on like on words and specificity which uh i mean which one could say is part of what makes me good at stage combat is mm. because I am detail oriented. Mm. I like to take a look at what's the slight difference between when my hand is turned this way and this way. Mm. How does my hand placement here in relationship to you change our, our emotional relationship? And mm. also what does that inspire in your movement? Cause I've opened this line and closed another one. Yeah. So how does that subtly affect what you do? So how do I be a better partner by in fact, um, asking you into a different space Mm -hmm. as opposed to sort of putting something between us and hoping that you remember what we choreographed
0: Mm. yeah so what is your first project Mm.
2: our show is called why we fight okay which is a fun way for us to get some of the ideas out of our heads Mm -hmm. and onto the stage because part of the impetus for this show is to is to get to express that like uh, part of the reason I do stage combat is because I love the communication of it. I love the movement. I do love the form. As mm-hmm. someone who you know, spent my childhood doing ballet, there's something to me that is intrinsically uh, fulfilling mm-hmm. about taking specific shapes in concert with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So part of the aspect of it is why do we as performers engage in this art form? Yes.
1: Yeah, there's a whole... Uh, th- th- we came up with the title. It was the idea of why we as humans fight, but it mm-hmm. also disseminates into why we tell the stories, why we're still fighting, why mm-hmm. we're interested in it, why mm-hmm. we like action movies, why all those questions are inherent in that idea.
0: Yeah, because
2: as a society, we don't necessarily like violence, but mm-hmm. the top grossing films are all action.
0: We, the, our, 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 our feelings about, about violence are complicated. Yep. Yes, very Just
2: complicated. because
0: we like it. In fact... In some cases, we love it.
2: Mm-hmm. We also
0: don't like it. Football. It depends Football.
2: on what. There's there's yeah, a there's context so many... to yeah. it. There's there's like how how deeply involved am i personally Mm, in in that violence and how deeply involved do i want to be Mm. am i someone who enjoys watching mma or am i someone who wants to who is training to be in the octagon am i someone who uh watches only romantic comedies but there's also that part of me that gets a real thrill when it comes to the dual part of it
0: yeah it's it, it one of those one of the, the things that i'm i'm always it, it sort of fascinates me and I, I've, I've sort of like people are like so why theater why not why not film and i'm like okay so here's here's my thing mm-hmm. is um we watch volume violence on film and television all the time yep.
2: mm-hmm.
0: however a slap on stage almost Always gets a verbal reaction from the audience Uh that never happens in a in in a movie or television.
1: Yeah, it's uh, there's a because it's right there. Yeah, dissemination of it. Yeah, and that's part of the thing we're exploring with our company and with the show itself is what's the difference between the two mediums and how we're capturing it, but also how to deliver both of those experiences to both audiences at the same time. And it's
2: very different with fight work than it is with straight up scene work Mm. because Mm. of the the movement of it and the the magic trick of it is really different. Mm.
1: Yeah, And that's the thing that's really technically interesting about what we're attempting to do is that the magic trick that we're creating has to be different on two different levels while working at the same time. Mm -hmm. So Mm. that's exciting (laughs) for us. And, Terrifying, all at the same time. Yes. And, oh, good boy! But the show is based around the, that idea of let's explore some of this. Let's look at mm-hmm. why we're doing these things and creating a number of scenes. So it'll run a bit like a. The show is a bit, in a way, like a, a mixed program at the ballet, mm-hmm. where fully encapsulated stories will happen throughout an hour. The show will be about an hour, mm-hmm.
2: or like a like an or like a short one act play. Short one, one yeah. I mean, act I
1: mean, plays, but yeah. they'll all be connected through a device that we're not telling you at this moment because yes. it's a secret okay. yeah. mm-hmm. um they'll be connected in that thing, in that through line of why we're doing this and why and we'll explore some of that mm-hmm. and there's, there'll be comedy and there'll be you know violence and there'll be lightness and, and hardness and yeah.
2: oh yeah we're not gonna just sit there and like do gruesome Titus Andronicus well, the
1: whole and time so I mean there's, there's right. a time and a place for that but sure. yeah,
2: people, But like an hour of it is much. and, and also
1: to be clear that it's not just you know watching people fight the whole hour yes, there is yeah. storytelling involved and sure. there are scenes and acting and, and uh, wonderful dissemination of information and to the audience and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remembering that conflict by its very nature is sometimes funny
2: mm-hmm.
1: and interesting Sceptic. to watch yeah you know. Looney Tunes
2: yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: Looney Tunes <laughs> yeah. now where when is uh, when is this being presented November 17th November 17th and and where can we watch it live in person
2: at the Redwood Theater
0: yeah. where is that I Which love is that theater
1: it's at Gerard and Oh,
2: yeah. I do that was the, yes. the center of gravity. And so it's been
1: taken over and turned into still a circus school, but also it's a multi-stage and space venue. Mm-hmm. Um, Becoming worked.
2: Banksy is playing there at this right. very yeah. moment. Yeah. will be the next show mm. in there.
1: Um the what's that I forget the name of that company that does the film and Active. The secret, the secret, secret yes. sessions. Yeah. Secret they worked, sessions. They, they, yeah, we saw something they did there. Yeah. Um, They're doing another a, one coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's a great space. Mm-hmm. We're gonna use it to try and do something new. So it's gonna
0: be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's where we can see it yep. in person. Yeah. Yep. Can we also see it digitally, or is that something that's not going to be possible yet?
2: You can. It is going to be possible. We are still uh, refining all of those details. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Very likely, though, you will absolutely be able to get details through our Patreon page, through our website, Mm -hmm. and if you follow us on Instagram, you'll definitely be able to follow our our story and our journey as we do that. So what is the website? The website is Mm cruxencounter.com.
0: Okay. And uh, the Instagram?
2: Instagram is Crux Encounter Productions. Nice. And it's encounter as in to encounter the crux of mm-hmm. the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Crux, the most important part
0: of the argument. Ha ha
2: ha Are you guys are you guys doing a, a podcast as well? Yeah. We are doing a podcast. Tell me t- a,
0: selfishly tell me about that.
2: <laughs> well it, it's a it's a well, what's fun for us is it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to nerd out on all the stuff we want to talk about whenever we do all of these like international workshops and we go places we all have these wonderful little conversations and corners I, if about, I may yeah.
1: some people may not know that stage combat artists or people who study this or who are interested in this who will continue to pursue it throughout their lives are probably one of the most highly educated groups of mm-hmm. actors and people because they spend so much time seeking out other groups and going to workshops yeah. and conferences mm-hmm. and I mean you pick any one of our colleagues or friends who have done this and they're yeah. just like, they go to five or six a year. I don't yeah. know any, I don't very, I know very few other actors who train as mm. diligently as some of these artists do. Mm-hmm. So when we get together, there are some fascinating conversations mm-hmm. that range from, Oh my gosh. If you talk to one of our mentors, I uh, think Bob Sharon, he is a master of mm-hmm. Fiori uh, and Italian. Uh, you can explain it better than I can. Understand uh, so so he says it's
2: the Fiori treatise, uh, Fiore di Liberi, um, the flower of battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's more of he's more on the martial arts side mm-hmm. but in order to fully understand the treatise in its context he studied uh, the history of the time. He studied that specific iteration of Italian, um, taking a look at Renaissance cosmology, um, so that he could fully understand what are the images uh-huh. within this treatise, as well as the reasons for it being organized in the way it is. Uh-huh. Now, there's several people, many, many, many people who yeah. study this treatise around the world, and there's all there's. Of course, there's conflict between conversation, all of a difference them of opinion,
1: certain. but to have a conversation that starts with. Hey, remember that punch that happened this way that disseminates into 17th century Italian, which Mm -hmm. then goes to how MMA is doing, which then goes to how this gun was used in this movie. It's a fascinating conversation. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do with the podcast is take some of those little conversations we have that are just wild and and yeah. weird and and focused and and concentrated about our art and how we make it and mm-hmm. wherever they go they go and we're going to yeah. just put it on the thing and it gets a little bit conversation about what we're doing and why we're doing it yeah. And it's
2: part of what you were talking about before some of like the some of the behind the scenes stuff yeah. Yeah. it talks we we've been going into some of our thought process when it comes to uh the work itself mm-hmm. um some of uh, also taking a look at um, oh help me out here my brain just
1: or how we, how it affects the social fabric of our society and mm-hmm. why we're doing this why it's still interesting mm-hmm. and
2: how we're developing the art form itself yeah. I mean it's a very young art form relatively speaking I mean if you take a look at when fights started being choreographed it was pretty much old Hollywood yeah. when we started choreographing them and Fight Directors Canada didn't come around till what 93, 95 mm-hmm. yeah. um, so it's a very young profession and it continues to grow especially because around 2006 Six ish, we started having access to more and more treatises, to more mm. and more of these old. Mm martial arts manuals as it were they're not exactly manuals in some cases there's a few instructional pieces some of them are actually more advertisements like come to my school and you'll learn these amazing things my sensei's better than your sensei (laughs) a whole bunch of that in there are like this is this person is teaching this way and it's teaching our young men to kill each other in peacetime when you read silver's treatise oh my goodness i'm gonna have to read that (laughs) on the podcast here we go (gasps) so good
1: so for the audience this is exactly what happens (laughs) In our conversations, someone will go off on a top, and then we'll get really excited, and that's the direct we'll go. That direction until we ping off something. It's, it's fascinating. So, one of the things that's really we're uh, Siobhan was just speaking specifically in that context of Western martial arts, but we also <laughs> yeah. discuss Eastern martial arts. We discuss how it affects us in society. We talk about comedy. I would love to talk to you about how you see slapstick and what the parallels oh, Ooh, sure. what yeah. we do yeah. and what how they did it. I mean, Buster Keaton. I'm I'm a, I'm a Unbelievable! He, I'm such a fan of his work. It's
0: funny because I, when I first started watching silent film, I was like, "Oh, cha- Chaplin, Chaplin, Chaplin," and then all of a sudden, I started watching Buster Keaton, I was like,
2: yes Chaplin well, was I good." I You totally nerded out. Keaton. You made his hat yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I did.
0: I, I, mean, I did the. I did the research. It was like, how do you make the hat? And yeah, then, and yeah. like, well, just from a stunt and oh, fight yeah.
1: perspective. I mean, especially stunt a stunt hat. perspective. Some of the things that he was doing to himself to Mm. do what he captured on film with the basic technology of light and film is Mm -hmm. just
0: astounding to me. Don't get me started on the playhouse. Okay. Don't get me started. Because the first 10 minutes of the playhouse where he's every character. Yeah and doing a duet with himself on a broken foot. Come on. I know. Amazing. Anyway. So we we nerd out
2: like this, and then some of what we're doing too is interviewing some of our colleagues from around the world Mm -hmm. who are working on amazing projects, like some of our colleagues from uh, Australia. Um, Nigel Poulton has just done a Spartacus with the ballet Move the down Australian ballet yes wow. you can yeah. see a lot you can yeah. Yeah. see check out uh, the, the, the trailers it's, it's, it's beautiful so we're, and it's like some of our colleagues from, from Sweden and we mm. hope to connect with some of our friends from South Africa and New, um, York, so New, New York and New York absolutely yeah. so we've got lots of people that we want to bring mm. on so, but our first season is going to be uh about eight episodes Mm -hmm. and uh it's something that we're going to continue doing year round because we're looking at not only are the shows that we're producing but also what is our like lasting culture throughout the year and inviting people into like what we we talk about doing this year round so inviting Mm -hmm. people into that so they see that what we do is not just a we gear up for the show we do a show hey that's three months of the year but it's a 12 month a year process and also
1: the process goes into the creating that one of the things i love about being Fight director and fighter and, and all those things that as a director, I find it interesting how deeply we delve into the psycho psychological aspects of mm-hmm. martial arts and fighting and what it does to the psyche. And and we are very focused in in some of that genre, but it 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 really goes to the human nature of why we're doing this. Yeah. And that's just our first show, but yeah. every time we come up against it, what just to break it down for a quick second, what happens when a fist hits a face? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the simple thing. A fist hits a face. Well, did it come in anger? Did it come in humor? Mm-hmm. Did it come in whatever you answer those questions? And then once you've answered those questions, what did it do to the person it hit? Yeah. And how do they feel about it? And then that one simple action is a careening action for the next all preceding actions mm-hmm. but how did we get to that and how does the audience feel about it
2: yeah, yeah. like what's what is that emotional context as mm-hmm. well as what yeah. what is a what are the physical effects yeah. of that and therefore how does that bounce off of the emotional mm-hmm. context so to borrow a phrase from a, a colleague in the south uh rachel Flesher, who's in chicago uh traumaturgy mm-hmm. what is the traumaturgy of that moment yeah. so we can it's like it's, it's just like your text your movement is yeah. just like your text you have to look at it with that manner of detail in order to really mine it for all its information and so it doesn't just become, hey, look, punch, 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 but it becomes, oh, effect, cause and effect, cause and effect.
1: Mm -hmm. Once we do all the deep dive in each individual moment, then we can really start working on the overall encapsulating scene and how that ballet of violence will move through and tell the story that we're trying to create and tell the make the points that we're trying to make within the text and the and the the movable text and the Mm -hmm. movement of the bodies. And so it's just it's that stuff's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny we were talking the other day about in all of the podcast recordings we are talking about how what we do is specialized in such a way that when we're in a room as a fight director a lot of the time the actors while they do amazing research and they're I'm, I'm do all the work they need to do when we do something, say we'll recommend something it happened to you recently actually you're a, a room. what and, I was saying is yeah, yeah and people are like oh too much and our job is to walk work, work that and yeah, sort yeah. Of but yeah to explain to those people to do this we think about this stuff all the time not in a weird way but like the cause and effect of it. Yeah. And we spend time in those moments and really dissect what would happen and how you feel about it, or how the mm-hmm. character would feel about it.
2: Like we're really comfortable with that idea of like yeah. we can think about it and we can consider it, but also at the same time that doesn't mean that we're capable of doing it in our real lives. Like yeah. I think of that's course. like some of the audiences and some some performers discomfort with violence or with violence and storytelling is oh, because I can think of it. Can I actually do it? And I think that's part of the question that mm. we pose. Yeah. Part of the mm. question we pose is under what circumstances could you come to this level of violence what would what has to be taken from you what has to be threatened upon you what has to be provoked Mm -hmm. in you to reach that level and i think that's part of our jobs as storytellers whose stories involve a lot of violence Mm -hmm. is is asking some of those questions and playing out those scenarios so the audience Doesn't necessarily have to, Hmm. but they get to ask that question within uh, a specialized, detached context of a particular story that once they pass that threshold of the theater, then they are, they're no longer in that context. The brain does this natural thresholding thing. That's why you're in one room. You're like, oh, I forgot that thing. You go to another room. You're like, what? Why am I here? Yeah. Because your brain is sort of thresholded into a different space. So we can help them have that like that consensual experience of violence Mm -hmm. that is yet still detached from their real lives and even Mm. from their existing experience by going into a space where the agreement is we're going to do some awful things. But it's all pretend things. and wonderful things and joyful things yeah. and it's all pretend and then you're going to be able to think about it and then you're going to go away knowing that it hasn't actually happened to you. Yeah,
1: or right. the actors themselves.
2: Or the actors themselves. Yeah. It's yeah. a really important part of what we do that mm-hmm. there's there is enough um, there's enough realism for it to look real mm-hmm. and there's enough separation to realize that actor is fine. Yeah, and that's a well, really because important the one thing
0: that experience. audiences don't like when they think the actor got hurt. No.
2: Right, like, you can tell. Like your lizard yes. brain goes, Ugh. Yeah. because
0: yeah. we 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 get really into the into the sword fight until somebody actually gets like stabbed. Stabbed. Although you know? the, I,
1: I was having a conversation recently about this about. How Hollywood has changed our perception of what that actually looks like so you much that sometimes yeah. when it happens, yeah. people don't know what they're looking at because it's such a non-event. Yes. Sometimes, yeah. like yeah. someone gets stabbed and they walk off stage or holding their hands. You're thinking that person's gonna be gushing blood. Yeah, da, da, da. yeah. yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. like, did you get stabbed? Yeah, I did. Oh, did anybody
0: notice? No, because It's like it's like the, you know. Uh, I think it often happens uh, during like the punch. Oh, sure. Right. Well, I'll give because a, the punch. Yeah. You know, you react to different, one way to the punch in in in. When it's choreographed, and then when you actually get punched in the face, that changes things. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) One
1: of my great experiences, one of the things I love so much, my personal love of MMA, is how it's changed how I choreograph punching. Mm -hmm. Because the knockout that I did when I was a kid, where you do three spins, fall over the couch, and roll backwards in a single (laughs) punch, I may or may not have practiced that a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Till when you see a guy get knocked out in the ring... Is really different. The stiffening and the just the falling over is not what we teach no. because it's not exciting, air quotes, no. to, to look at. But that's the reality of it. And would an audience not? Anyway, that's a whole different yeah, 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 conversation yeah, yeah. of whether they'd recognize. But what they do realize. Is violence happening a real and violence happening? Mm-hmm. There is that yeah. lizard brain thing yeah. where it's like something's really wrong and I need to run away from this now. your yeah, yeah, yeah. instincts take over. that? Well,
2: especially when you're in a theater, when we're breathing together wow. like yeah. that, when we're in a space sharing energy, you can feel that subtle shift of like the people on stage going, oh, okay, stay in it, stay in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can notice just that, that slight change as the actor's body moves, or maybe not slight change, like someone mm-hmm. does a shove poorly and then goes head over heels over furniture where you're like I feel like that's not the way that was supposed to go I feel like somebody just got hurt when they landed yeah or like the thunk is really an uncomfortable thunk like some of that sound design is actually Mm -hmm. is also part of what we do yeah
1: and we also we want our audiences to be uncomfortable within the realm of the story yes not uncomfortable as people
0: Well, that's the thing. It's it's a subtle difference. It's like, we need to make them uncomfortable because of this show, but we don't want them to be personally uncomfortable because something terrible just happened on stage. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, as we delve into different versions of what our shows will become, Mm -hmm. our trigger warnings will get different. Like, if you're Mm -hmm. coming to see, and the difference between this, this is where I get back to the nerding out for us, Mm -hmm. is what happens when someone hits you with a frying pan? Mm -hmm so that's a simple question I've got yep. a cast iron frying pan if I smack oh, you in the head with like it like for realsies oh that's going to sound horrible yeah. but if I add the bong <laughs> well then it becomes funny <laughs> right yeah also how I swing my arm my arm with the frying pan yes. becomes funny yeah. or not my intention with what I'm doing that action mm-hmm. so all of that deep dive with a single action yeah is one of the things we have to be very interested mm-hmm. and careful about is how we're crafting that for the audience to have that experience yeah.
2: I feel very lucky that I'm choreographing a few shows right now and like, I did a streetcar named Desire and there was a couple of like, hey, and then do it this way. Oh, oh, and the whole room kind of like, sorry folks, sorry, okay, everyone okay? Good? Okay, continuing on. And then I'm, uh, Doing Rochdale up at York University, and it's like, all right. So Shimon, make sure this is funny. I'm like, okay. <laughs> make, so, sure, make, make sure, make <laughs> sure that's exactly what you want to hear. Make sure this is hilarious. I'll be watching and timing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, I'm choreographing something and I burst into laughter because it's like, I'm sorry, my brain just went to the funny version of this. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or sometimes when the room is a bit like, oh, this is hard. I'll go and then we do this version in the comedy yeah. version of this show just well, to know, help the actors. Like, like yeah. at the yeah. end of the day,
1: yeah, we want to make sure that's the one. I things we love about stage combat the most is that people sometimes forget that what we're doing as artists yes. is magic tricks yeah and that what we do is a dance with each other and we're in it and it is not hard on us at all in the mm. sense that there, yes there's lungs and there's physical ability mm. but the violence of which we are performing on each other is not violence to us no. we are sharing that energy backwards and forwards yeah but you the audience are horrified by what you're seeing because it looks yes. like they're trying to kill each
2: other. Absolutely, I think that's like my favorite part of what we do is that beautiful paradox yeah. where we, on the inside, are having this like joyful communicative experience, yes. yeah. and the audience is having a completely yeah. different yeah. experience. Yeah, we love what we do. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, awesome. I mean, t- to be sure, there are sometimes where we look where you look at a thing, and you go, "Ooh, yeah." As an audience member, this is. This is difficult. So how we craft it has to be considered. But mm-hmm. when we're doing it, then it's just it. I don't know. We were joking about. now nah, it's not me. It's not no, me. Somebody's popular. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Somebody got it popular. It can't be me. It can't be me. My
1: phone's not on. Uh, oh crap! Uh, it is me. I knew it. You know what though? I, I just it. got a new cell phone case, and I put it in. And I flipped up, and all oh, he was all so excited about no, his new. Case. It was me. <laughs>
2: oh no okay, the this irony is, of this dear audience this is this funny because we were talking about it before we got started you know, so. I, made, I
1: made the joke you know what isn't it ironic yeah if your yeah. guy's a weatherman oh it's no like
2: rain. yeah
1: alright you guys thanks <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank, thank you a lot for fun. having us